Hello and welcome to episode 2 of At Night with Vaughn. Tonight's guest is Emily and she lives in South Georgia and she has a very, very interesting story about what she thought was haunting her house. So if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It would always help out a lot. These podcasts are available on Apple Music, Spotify and Amazon Music, so you can search for us there as well. So without any further ado, (laughs) I'll just jump right in and let Emily tell her story. Yes, um, myself and my two daughters, um, Alexi, Allie, and my boyfriend at the time, uh, Sean, we all fell in love with this beautiful, large, old plantation home that was for rent, um, and it was located right off Highway 75. Um, It was built in around the 1900s, sitting on five acres of land, which we just loved. Um, A little kind of creepy. To get to the home, you do go down a long driveway that wraps around a graveyard and an old old church that is sitting there. Um, But I didn't care. Um, I actually... You know, I didn't even mind if, quote, the house was haunted because in my life I had, you know, had a few little experiences and I didn't mind because a ghost can't hurt you. So anyway, as we look at the home, I noticed that in the living room sat a circular, uh, some chairs sitting in a circle perfect circle five chairs and a a podium like something you would see in church and I thought well that's strange wonder what this was about you know but I didn't care house was beautiful old hardwood floors large ceilings so I was excited I hurried and unpacked everything and put everything up and um so We're just loving it. It's beautiful. Um, About a month or so after staying there, my boyfriend and um, two daughters, they would tell me things that odd occurrences. And um, I just was very skeptical and and really just really didn't listen to no one um, because nothing had really happened to me. And like I say, so what? If the house is haunted, what what what's the worst that could happen? So, um, the first thing um, that we all noticed was every so often we would hear sounds like music outside. It would it would sound as if a car kind of went around the house with music playing, but it would only last a few minutes and. I, being a logical thinker, would think, well, it's just music uh, coming from a vehicle from down the road, and and we're just hearing it, and uh, didn't didn't think much of it. Um, Like I say, everyone was having other experiences, um, but the music thing, I heard. Um, The first real thing that happened was my 15-year-old daughter, Lexi. Um, She was there, me and my boyfriend. Well, 
we needed to run to the store to get something and and she was busy and she decided to stay at home by herself it, we wouldn't be gone 20 minutes at the most so on the way to the store my phone rings and my 15 year old is saying mama you've got to come home there is somebody in the attic i have it on video and she had a little puppy that that uh she had um and she says mama even the puppy on the video is watching the ceiling as it's walking across the ceiling so i tell her go outside right now then and and, and call 911 you know we'd only been there about a month and maybe there's someone you know that's kind of staying in the attic we we didn't know about so we get home we turn around and we get home and she's standing outside. I said, did you call the police? And she says, no, I didn't want to call the police. So I look at the video and sure enough, you can hear the walking. The dog is it's watching the ceiling as it's going across and still, oh, well, maybe the house is haunted, you know, because we looked in the attic, a little opening in the closet. It's the only way to get in the attic. We look up there, and there's there's nobody there. Still, I, you know, just didn't think much of it. Um, the another time, which was just strange, me and my my boyfriend were pulling out the driveway. The driveway's kind of long, and we don't have the radio on or anything. And we both hear like two words spoken. And we both look in the back seat, and I said, did you hear that? And he said, did you hear that? And it was just strange. I still thought, well, maybe the house is haunted. So what? What are they going to do? I still didn't think much of it. Well, after some time, it's probably been now about three or four months. I still haven't had any true scary experiences but all the while my 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 two kids my oldest daughter she just didn't want to stay there no more she said the house gave her the creeps and uh they're still talking about experiences they're having and different things and i'm still just not worried about it and um after about five months still i have not had an experience well me and my boyfriend, we, we decided that as a mutual agreement that we're just not really meant to be together and we're just going to be friends. He decides to move out. My oldest daughter, she's she's uh, really not staying there hardly at all. And this particular week, my youngest daughter had softball um, away. So she was going to be away for a week. And this particular day, um, I was going to be at the house all alone by myself for the very first time. I was actually looking forward to it. So I get home from work, and I work at the health department, Turner County Health Department. And uh, I get home, and I, I'm starving. I warm, warm up my food that I took for lunch I didn't get to eat. And I decided to go get a shower. So I get out of the shower, putting my hair in a towel, and I begin to hear 
what sounds like two people talking, but it's in a very far distance. I can't make out every word, but I can tell by the tone of the two voices that it's a male and female. So I think it's my oldest daughter maybe stopping by to grab some clothes or something, you know. So I go grab my food. I'm waiting on her to to come in the door. Well, gosh, it'd been a little while. I'm tired of hearing the talking outside. Well, just come on in, you know, is what I'm thinking. So I walk out the front door and I look around the house and realize there's nobody here. And I notice while I'm standing outside, I don't hear the talking. So I thought, hmm. So I look across the fields as far as I can see. Nothing, nobody. So I just said, oh, well, okay. Um, so I go back inside. I go to my room. I sit down to eat my food. And there's the talking, male and female. And it's becoming a little clearer. And I'm thinking, wow, I could, I could almost hear the full conversations, but it's almost two people talking you don't even know, and they're just talking about really nothing. But it was so strange. I, I looked around the house, and I, I didn't understand, and then it hit me. Oh, I know what it is. I bet my kids or, or my ex-boyfriend, who we were still friends, I said, I bet they're, they're trying to scare me because I've never believed in anything going on here. And this is my first night alone here. I am being pranked. This is what this is. And so I just sat there and I thought about it. How, how can I see if they can see me? Because I'm thinking, you know, this, this, there's an electronic device probably in my room somewhere, and they're, they're just trying to scare me. So I, I grabbed a, a piece of cardboard that, that was over there in a big marker. I said, I'm going to see. Let me see. So I wrote on it in large letters. I can hear you. And so I hold it up above my head, and I slowly kind of walk around the room. And I haven't quite finished making my way around the room, and the, the conversation just stopped. And then I could hear the male reading what is on the cardboard. I could hear him reading, I can hear you. And then he says, she can hear us. And I stop and I, oh my gosh, if that it, if that is Sean or my kids, they, they can see me. So I, you know, my first thought was still that they're trying to prank me and not only they, they can see me. So I just grab my key slowly and I walk outside and I'm thinking, okay, they can hear and they can see me. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to satisfy them by freaking out. I am not going to do that because that's what they want me to do. I'm going to go back inside and I'm going to sit down calmly and just listen and see if I can recognize 
who these are, who these two people are, and, and what are they doing? So I walk back inside and sit down, and I can hear the female telling the male to call me. Why don't you just call her? Just call her. Use this number when you call her. Here. And I can hear the male. I don't want to call her. I, I don't know what to say. And, and she, the female's insistent, you know, they call. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm trying to relax. It is, it is my time. I don't want to deal with this. I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting angry. So uh, I wait. And sure enough, my phone rings. My phone rings and it says unlisted number or unknown number. And I don't know why I just let it sit there and ring because I, I just didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know what I was going to say. So it rang a few times. And right when I was thinking, okay, I'm going to answer, I go to answer, click. Okay. Either I answered it too late or they hung up. I could hear the male say, dang, she didn't answer. Well, I don't know what got into me, but I got angry and I finally I'm going to speak I'm going to say something and so I just go to blasting ugly words anger calling all kinds of names just you know quit being this what just show me if you do not present yourself or tell me where you are I am calling the police right now right now there was silence for a few minutes and I said, all right, I'm going to get, I'm going to count to five. If you do not tell me where you are, I'm calling the police. Well, I got almost to five and I could hear the mail. Go ahead. Call the police. Okay. You know, my stepfather, I grew up with a stepfather who was detective and I thought, well, they're going to find wherever you are hiding and you're going to jail. I'm going to press charges. So I call the police and the police come out. They searched the property. They, they, they searched everywhere. The shops, the laundry, they, they looked all in my house because I told them I have no weapons. I'm here alone. I don't know who is here. I showed them the box where I'd wrote everything. And after they did not find anyone, they come to me with a line of questioning. Um, could you please give me the number to your, 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 do you have, is your mother living? Do you have any siblings? They call my mother and my sister and they, they walk away as they talk to them. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they think I'm crazy that I've lost my mind. And so they come back and they, their line of questioning, and I took psychology, you know, I, I have my search tech diploma. I mean, I'm an intelligent person. And I knew the line of questioning, person, place, time. I mean, they're really questioning my sanity. So when I realized that how crazy I probably appear to them, I back away and I say, you know, maybe I am just really tired, you know, maybe, you know, I, I, I go into what 
they're wanting to hear basically and i apologize for calling them well they call a counselor out there and i'm thinking oh my word um and and you know all three of them are talking to me and i'm thinking maybe it's possible I am having a, a breakdown, a mental breakdown of some sort. Maybe, um, you know, you know, I started thinking, well, maybe I do need to go get checked out because maybe this is the beginning of some type of mental illness. And um, so, you know, they, they leave and, and, and I told them I would, you know, go make sure that I'm okay because... If I was someone looking in, I would think possible, you know. Uh, so I do the next morning. Oh, before I move on, after they leave and I'm sitting outside alone, I uh, question in my own sanity. I said, Emily, just go in and, and go to bed. And it just go inside and go to bed. So I walk in the house, close the door. I walk in my bedroom, and as soon as I walk in my bedroom, I am hit with just belly laughing, hysterically laughter from the two. They are laughing. They're they're uh, talking about. Uh, did you see how crazy she looked to the police? Oh my God! And they are just talking about me and laughing. So I moved to my oldest daughter's room, which is in the back of the house, to go to sleep. And I called into work the next morning and called in sick. And I called and um, made an appointment immediately to see a psychiatrist, um, which I have never done. So I go in and um, they do hours of test and um they do hours of test and they also um do an iq test they do a drug test and um just to make sure that if any medications needed it wouldn't um mix with anything that was in my system and um this took hours and i finally walk in after all the tests and see the psychiatrist and I asked him first thing, okay, what's, what's wrong with me? And the psychiatrist says, well, we have really tested everything um, besides your vision and hearing. Um, and all I can tell you is, well, you heard something apparently <laughs> because you do not have any kind of mental illness either now or hereditary it looks like and um actually your iq test you scored six points higher than normal so uh i don't find anything wrong um so i left there with a, a weight off of that part and decide that i need to investigate what is going on Okay, and so my mind 100% shifts to, okay, there is some type of bug, you know, in my room, um, 
that is is messing with me, like a bug meaning some type of electronic device. Um, also, I, I thought more of that because when I hear the conversation going on between the male and female, sometimes um, it, their words would repeat, like they would say a sentence and a word in the sentence they would say over and over and over. And I didn't understand that, and it sounded robotic in nature. So I thought, yes, it must be an electronic device because um, uh, if it's a normal person, they, they wouldn't do that. So, you know, I decided to go have someone look at my phone. Um, and so I did. Um, and I also... Um, just checked all in my room every single place I could think of that um, it could be bugged um, and I found found nothing so I you know didn't say anything to my youngest daughter because I didn't want to scare her. and um, so I didn't mention anything but at this particular time I've talked to the landlord not about this but about the possibility of moving um, and so I was um, the next week packing and all the while still hearing these two particular things conversating and the weird thing is is they're not talking directly to me it's just hearing them talking really about nothing most of the time they were arguing they did not get along but it was always the same two voices so I am in the process of moving and I'm I'd gotten a load of boxes in my car and they are literally in my car. I could still hear them talking in my car. And um, I remember I pull up at a convenience store, and this was very, very strange. Um, the male says to me, be careful about the guy that's in there. He's going to want 50 cent from you, so make sure you got some change. And he goes on to say, what is going to occur in the store? And the scary thing is, he was right. What he said really happened in the store. So then I'm thinking, wow, you know, um, he can, how did he do that? Um, that, that, that was um, really strange. Um, so I, I'm moving in my new place. Okay, I'm moving in my new place, and I'm hearing this conversation just going on. It's, it's just driving me crazy. My mother and my sister know about it because the police had called them. So I said to myself, let me just, I'm going to get my sister to come over here and see if she can hear it. I wonder, you know, it sounds audible to me, but maybe it's not. So I text her. And I say, listen, if you're not doing anything, could you just, my door is unlocked. Could you just 
without talking, just come in my home, sit on my bed, and please tell me if you hear anything, because they were really going at it, and I figured this is the perfect time. So she said, okay. So she comes over quietly. She walks in my room, and I ha- I'm, we're texting one another. I didn't want them to hear her because I'm thinking they'll stop talking. But I did notice that when she walked in the house, it got pretty quiet, which I got a little frustrated. But she came on in. She sat down. I texted her. I said, if you hear anything, just point in the direction that you hear it. And it's weird because it's always above. The The noise is always above, like like they're on the, the roof. Or when I say noise, I mean movement or anything, always sounded like it's on top. Uh, the roof or the attic. So, um, you know, she sits down and it's, it's gotten pretty quiet, you know. And I'm like, golly, please let somebody else hear this besides just me. So we're sitting there and it's really quiet. And she texts me saying, I don't hear anything. I said, yeah, I don't either right now. Just, just stay here just a little while. And so I'm thinking my sister is thinking, man, Emily, you have lost it. You have really lost it. But she's sitting there, and I begin to hear them lightly talking. And you can tell that they're almost whispering. They know to talk low. It it was very strange. But I could hear them kind of talking. And um, I said, okay, it's it's, going to start. It's just going to start. So they're still talking kind of low. And before she had gotten here, they were arguing. They were arguing. Well, sure enough, apparently the male said something to the female that she didn't like. And all of a sudden she goes, oh, like an angry, oh, you know. And when she did that, my sister lifted her hand and she pointed to the ceiling in the corner and I said, thank you, Jesus. Oh my gosh. And so then I spoke. I said, Bridget, you heard that? Did you hear that? She said, yeah, I heard it sounded kind of weird, like, uh, or something. Oh, I was so grateful. Oh God. I just wanted to scream glory to God when I heard, when she said that. And she goes, yeah. And I heard like some movement. I says, does it sound like it's an attic? And she said, well, it's, it's, yeah, the attic or above. I said, okay, okay, all right, thank you, thank you, thank you um, uh, for saying that. So then I said, okay, I got to make a plan. There is some, there's two people in my home. I'm going to catch them. I'm going to catch them, and I'm going to prove to everyone that there's two people here. So I get a bungee cord. There's only two exits to the house that I'm in now. I put a bungee cord around the door handle, and I put a hook on the outside of the house, okay? Um, What I decided to do, since they can see me, is I was going to leave and maybe go to the end of the road and put the bungee cord around the door handle on the back and the front door. And what I was literally going to do was I was going to go to the end of the road, park my car, and walk to the house and just sit outside and wait for some something to come out of my house. And um, 
Right as I was about to do that, I get a phone call from my 15-year-old. She's, you know, back from softball, and she needs me to pick her up, which is just right down the road. And um, so I thought, okay, I'll just go pick her up, and um, it'd take me 10 minutes, and let's see if the bungee cords are still on the doors. All right? So that's what I did. Locked the two doors, put the bungee cord around each door handle, and the hook I go get her and I thought well I'm gonna have to tell her something now okay I'm gonna have to tell her something so I say to her I told her everything so she was eager when she got out of the car to go see the bungee cords and so she walks around the back to, to go in the back door and the bungee cord was laying on the ground a few feet away from the door and the door was halfway open so I could feel my heart starting to race and I thought don't go inside just wait what do I do call the police I don't know if they're still in the house or or what I have no weapon so the police come and I explain you know they go inside, they look, they open the attic, they open the stairs to the attic. No one's here. They look at me with a look of, I knew that look. And I thought, oh my God, I can never call the police again. So they leave and they leave and I call my sister and I tell her and, and my whole entire family comes to the house and they're all you know, oh, they don't they don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So there's really nothing really I can do. So, you know, um, it's safe for my daughter to, to be here because, you know, apparently there's nothing here and I don't know what's going on. So she spent the night and the next night um, I'm here alone. I can hear the talking. It's just driving me crazy. And um, so I, I just don't know what to do. So I, I, go, I decided to go sit outside for a little while, and, and I'm smoking a cigarette. I'm outside. And I can hear outside a male, the male. And the male... Um, is talking and and says some things that that lead me to believe oh wow it is sean because um he's crying and he's apologizing and and i'm letting him know that i can't see them I've, I've never seen them you know but it sounds like he's just right over the privacy fence in the next yard and i tell him listen i'm not angry I, I'm just frustrated, and listen, why don't you just come come on over, and um, and let's talk about this, okay, because it's just gotten out of hand. I, I sat and talked to him um, for a good while, probably 45 minutes or so, and then my phone rings, and sure enough, it's Sean. It says it on my phone, Sean. Um, so I answer the phone. And I said, Sean, I just answered the phone. Sean, listen, just just come, just come on over here. I'm not angry. 
just come on over and we can talk. And he says, what are you talking about? And I said, where are you right now? He is an hour and a half away, laying in his bed, and he has no idea what I'm speaking about. And when he said that, I just hung up the phone and I just started bawling, crying, because I do not know what is going on. And um, so he calls me back real quick and he says, Emily, tell me what's going on. What's going on? I told him everything and he says, Emily, you need to get a preacher. You are dealing with a demon. And I said, what? A demon? What are you talking about? Emily, I'm telling you right now, you must call a preacher. This is a demon, I swear. And he knows, he's very knowledgeable about the Bible. He could tell you any scripture, any story. He's, he's, he should have probably been a preacher himself of some sort. So, okay. All right. I'm going to get in touch with a preacher then. What could it hurt? Do I believe it's a demon? No. I thought demons were in hell with Satan and I don't know what he's talking about. Um, I've, grew up going to church. I was baptized, and, and I believe in God and Satan, but, and I do believe in ghosts, human ghosts, but demons? What? So, I talk to a preacher. I tell him everything, and sure enough, he says, yes, honey, um, that, my friend, is a demon, and demons can mimic anyone. And the best way to get to people is to mimic someone that they know or a loved one. Um, they want you to believe that. And they want you to believe that they don't exist because then you have no armor to fight against them. So, it's he says, it's funny that Christians, they believe in God, but have a hard time believing in Satan. Demons and Satan are not in hell. They are amongst us and have always been. You can't kill demons. Uh, you can only banish them from your home, but they're going to take up somewhere else. And he said, it, it bothers me that in churches today, we talk about all the great things in the Bible that, that God does, and that, that's wonderful. But to truly be a Christian and know God, you, you have to believe in Satan. And um, so I thought, wow, okay. Um, so my friend, Sean, he's, he's still my friend today. He, he came over, you know, and, and he talked to me more about it and explained things. And I am still just shocked. Okay. And, um, that's like saying unicorns are real to me because I, I just did not think that, uh, it was a demon. So, Anyway, you know, we keep in touch, and he checks on me, and the preacher came, and uh, he did a blessing, you know, of the home, and so then I, that night, 
And I had done, um, gotten myself a weapon before this whole talking of demons went about. And so I'm laying in bed the, the day that he did the blessing that evening. I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm terrified. It's silence, but I'm waiting. I'm hoping that he got rid of them, but I just wasn't sure. And so I sat there holding this heavy 38 revolver that I had been sleeping with for a little while. And so I say out loud, I say, Lord, I, I hope that you have gotten rid of these things, Lord. I, I believe in you, but I sure am scared. The last voice that I ever heard was, I'm sitting there right after I said that, and I hear just a little, a little giggle start to come in, a, a little giggle, and uh, it was a giggle that wasn't scary. It was, it kind of, I could begin to feel my face start to smile. And um, this voice spoke and it says to me, trust always in him, the truth, the light. Nothing is hidden. He knows your heart. God is almighty. You're never alone seek him he is all powerful and remember God will always prevail and in that moment I just stood up and I screamed that's right and I could just feel tears running down my face and in that moment it's sad to say that I had to meet evil to realize that he was real. Because, and I wanted, this is late, it's 12 o'clock at night. I just wanted to run outside and bang on doors and say, sit up straight and wipe your face, man. He's real. Because I knew in that very moment that that he was real. And from the moment that my home was blessed, I have not experienced anything. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say is my friend, Sean, who, who had helped me through all of this, I get a phone call. This is probably weeks later. And he is terrified, and he says, Emily, will you please come over here? I I don't know what to do. Um, just please come over. So I go over, go over to his home, and he starts telling me that he's hearing things walking on the, on the roof, and he's just experiencing things, and um. So he's sitting there and he's telling me some things that he's experiencing. All of a sudden, a female, uh, we both hear audibly a female just say a sentence. 
sentence. And when I heard the sentence, honey, I got in my car. I said, I'm so sorry, but I can't deal with this. And, um, and I left. When I left, he sent me the video. After I left, he walked outside to just hear what, you know, if anyone was outside and that he sent me the video and it's pretty remarkable. The white beans that we caught or he caught, he sent it to me that he caught on the video. Um, so he was really the first and only person that heard a full sentence from a female that isn't there same voice it was the same voice so what I think is it just followed him and so that is my story um and so I felt like I was a part of a movie when the police were questioning my sanity at that moment I thought it's like I was watching myself in a movie of you know so after all of this, I wanted to get my story out because I wanted to tell people, because I'm sure there's lots of people like myself that probably wouldn't believe in a demon or demons and that they're really here. And I know that in church, preachers always say things, but you don't really believe them until it happens to you. So... That is my story. I hope to never encounter anything like that again. Um, but yeah, that that is my story. And so, yeah, it's a pretty remarkable story. Um, I have to admit, I'm not a religious person. I would say I'm more spiritual. Um, I don't know if it's just the UK. There's there's always a lot of families that are very religious and others that are just sort of like in between so I think I was always raised in a family that's just the more in between um <clears throat> I've always had a weird upbringing seeing things and hearing voices as well that no one else could hear so I've always grew up a, a more spiritual type of person but the very first podcast I ever did the one that got released um just last on Monday there was I believed also that there was a demon attached to me. Um, and I still kind of wondered, because it presented itself to me in the figure of a man, like like that preacher said to you, they can imitate other people, um, it never actually spoke to me, but the night that it decided to present itself to me, it had the outline of a man. Um and that was very scary to me. That was the scariest thing that ever happened to me because I was already in a dark room and this figure that was standing in front of me was actually darker than the darkness of the room. Wow. And which I never thought was possible. It was like it was actually absorbing more of the light than anything else. So it just looked so dark compared to the darkness around the room. And... All I could feel off it was absolute evilness. I'd never felt evilness before. I know people t throw that word around all the time, you know, like murderers are evil and, you know, things like that. But, like, 
when you actually are put in front of it and you can feel it yourself, it's something that you've never felt before because you're not an evil person, you don't know what that emotion feels like. But that's what genuinely made me think that this thing that had been attached to me since a child was more than just a ghost. It was something something else, not quite human. It had more hatred and evil in it than I would imagine a person could have. I know you get very cruel people and you get very nasty people, but this thing in front of me that night, it appeared, was something more. It was like a level beyond what I would imagine a human could sort of thing. So I'm a firm believer that there are things out there in this world that don't start off as human and they have to come from somewhere. Right, right. And, and I'm so grateful that I never saw anything. I think that would have been so traumatizing. I mean, I can't imagine the fear you must have felt to see something i never oh gosh i'm so glad i never saw uh anything with my own eyes um but the videos um that i had or the video that sean captured um that day we both heard the female say a sentence um it, 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 the the little white beings I, I i you know i always thought that evil uh or, or an entity would be black like you're talking about that's what i've always heard is it's darker than dark you know <clears throat> it so, is very strange because you've you've sent me the videos i've seen the videos for myself and if Emily emails me them, I'll put them onto the video on the YouTube. I've got the pictures as well. It does look like there's a little white being in a tree. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. You can see that. You can see it quite clearly. It actually does look like what Hollywood portrays aliens to look like—a little white being—and you can actually see the light reflecting off the eyes. You can see two eyes shine in the photo, and that's the first thing that grabbed me. Is it's, it's quite strange to see a little white being it looks like it's hanging on to the branch holding on to the branch uh -huh. Uh -huh. and as you yes. said to me that tree's too tall there's there's no branches below the where it was sitting for anyone to climb up yes, <clears throat> yes. it is very and strange it is it really is and and you know i can't believe that it happened you know i i just thought it happens to other people I never thought it would happen to me. Um, I, uh, you know, so I decided I have to get the story out. And so I wrote a synopsis. Um, I named this entire thing called Beyond Darkness. And the reason I called it Beyond Darkness is because I personally never saw these things in the dark you know it, it is and it always happened uh in while it's nighttime and so um it, it was just it's shocking to me and i always thought that on uh i love the foreman brothers and and watching paranormal when they would say something was a demon i always thought it's just a person that's passed away that was bad in life and so they're bad or mean in in that realm as well 
I just thought, well, they call it a demon, but really it's just a bad spirit that was mean in life and they're mean in death, you know. But, yep. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I genuinely think from my own experience, what I felt that night, I actually felt that I was in danger, um, the raw emotion I was getting from this thing. I think they must originate somewhere else. And we were having a conversation before we started um, recording this podcast. Um, <clears throat> you had mentioned things like the, the Nephilim, and, and I had also mentioned that there is a big theory out there that extraterrestrials, what we believe to be little men from Mars, are actually fallen angels. <clears throat> and that when we see the lights in the sky, it's actually just their way of entering our reality and we can actually see them physically. And I've seen a lot of videos on that. And the thing comes down to as well when you were talking about the Nephilim. And then when you told me about the circle of chairs and the podium in your house... That triggered a thought because the Nephilim were essentially fallen angels who came to Earth and they fornicated with human women and their offspring were then called the Nephilim. And back in the biblical times, they were always described as being almost giant. So people knew straight away who they were. They were stronger, they lived longer, and they were almost supernatural in their presence. And if this was true, um, I think as time went by, they would probably would have evolved to fit into society more. I mean, everyone would notice a 12-foot person walking around in today's world. There's so much videos and electronics. And I think if they were to exist, I think they're now just become more like us and like I was saying to you before the people that control this world from behind the scenes you know we have presidents we have kings and queens but they're not really the ones that are in charge there's people behind the curtain that control them and there's a theory that their bloodlines and you can actually look this up most of the American presidents that have ever been in the presidency are all related to each other they're all in the same family tree. And like I was saying to you before, there's a lot of people that believe their bloodlines stem from the Nephilims. And they believe they have a born right to basically rule this earth. And when you mentioned the circle of chairs and the podium, the first thing I thought of was the Masons, because they're a big part of it. Mm-hmm, yes. And uh, the gentleman that passed away that lived there was um in the masons and, and it, so and he was a, a a leader like like in the mason so it, it just makes me wonder if he was doing things there that were of supernatural nature and it's just left a sort of energetic stamp in that home that was just attracting things that shouldn't have been there which could explain why your house maybe attracted these demonic presences and then once they'd realized that you could hear them and they could sort of influence you then they obviously followed uh -huh. you from one home to another yes and the shock that they had when when they realized i could hear them i could tell that they were shocked you know um so yeah 
they they really they they and 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 they mimicked um well i know for sure sean they they mimicked him very very well because he has a distinct accent it's not like mine that's real sudden and so and it's like the the messing up of the word and saying it over and over it's like uh they had a little glitch you know that was going on and so you know that makes me think that something was watching our move our our, our actions and, and had it pretty good you know had, had it had it down pretty good except for a word every now and again I mean, the thing is, when you when you watch all these Hollywood movies, I think they do have some truth to them. So, I think the general consensus is with demons, like the priest said to you, they do try and trick you, they try and gain your trust, and they try and isolate you, so they make you feel like you're going crazy, which you did feel, and they get to a stage where they make you feel like no one's believing what you're saying, you become very isolated, you can't talk to people. And apparently that's when like you're at your weakest. That's when they can then get their claws in and truly influence you because you feel like there's no one else that's actually listening to what you're saying. No one believes you. And I think I think they just wear you down, they wear you down until eventually you have no energy left to fight. And that's when I think they start to do more malevolent things. Because from what you've told me, it sounds like they were just they were becoming more of an annoyance. They weren't, I don't think, they never tried to hurt you or anything. They, they didn't move things in the house. It was more like a mental attack that was going on with yes. you. Yes, absolutely. And and I think that they, they told me the little, at the convenience store, maybe they thought that I would really think that was cool and I would want to keep them around because then they could tell me the future you know or or maybe if they could break me down enough then i will blame god or maybe you know um i i i would just i don't know if they wanted me to need them you know or it or, could have just been trying to gain your trust you know something as simple yeah. as that you know i've i've helped yeah. um emily when she went into that store she could have been in danger i've told her to be careful and you come out going, my goodness, he was right. That's right, exactly, exactly what 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 went on there. And also, I thought of all the people that might be in mental places because they really thought that their psychosis, like like they were just crazy, when really they weren't. They just were dealing with a demon. You know, like, gosh, is there people that are in mental places that really aren't crazy, but they think that they are, you know? It's a good question. How many people are in mental institutes right now saying they can hear things and maybe they actually can? Maybe they can. Exactly. Yes. Like, um, I'm trying to think, what's the mental condition where they do hear? Um, it's called... Schizophrenia. Um, schizophrenia you know they they uh are are um the doctor has diagnosed them because their on their their symptoms do mimic a, a you know schizophrenia and so they medicate them and and really they're not crazy 
And that's really sad if that is the case, if anybody. It's a because, really good question. Because, you know, if I didn't call the preacher, if I didn't do all of that, I, I could see how it could drive someone absolutely insane. And if I did have a mental condition, it wouldn't have ended that day. You know? Yeah, I mean, if, if that had kept going and kept going and every night you were hearing these people talk away, talk away, you would get so tired mentally of having to listen to them. Yes. No one's believing that you can actually hear them. You'd eventually think you were going crazy. And I think yes. that's the way that they work. They, they want you to think that. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean, I initially, you know, when the police came and the counselor, you know, I tried to look at things, um, looking from the outside in, like, and I said, gosh, maybe they're right. And maybe I am crazy. You know, it's easy to see why you would think that, but yeah, it's a very interesting story. Um, thank you for sharing it with us. You are my first guest, and if you're able to send me the videos, because I've got the pictures already, I can put them in the YouTube video, and people can actually see those little beings in the trees, which are yeah. very freaky. They're very freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be out there cutting the trees down if I found those in the tree. <laughs> well, you know, it's crazy because um, because I had dismayed, I had... I. I didn't believe nothing until it happened to me. So I didn't actually uh, pull up the videos and the pictures until the psychiatrist said I was sane. And then I said, let me, let me go back and look at what Lexi had sent me and Sean had sent me now. I'm, I'm going to pay attention. And um, so, um, and then the last video of uh, the little white, things you know the first one is kind of walking um and then there's one behind a tree and they're all white and and that that video happened um after my home was blessed and i didn't hear nothing that come from sean i i went to check on him and we heard the lady talk and then he 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 sent me that video and he didn't really think he he got anything he just saw a little white mist or something so in the video you're gonna hear him say there you are because he did see kind of a little white mist but when i looked at the video i was like oh my god <laughs> um so <laughs> um but yes, I'm going to send you the, the video. Um, I'm hoping to get the synopsis done and um, I'm going to send it to some producers and see if somebody will be interested in a movie. Um, and, and I've never done this before, so I'm trying to get it together and see what they think. Well, good luck. It would make one of those interesting movies. Um something I would watch anyway, so hopefully you can get something sorted. Yes, and I thank you for for giving opportunity to tell my story, and, and I hope I reach somebody um, because I just, I don't want someone to feel alone if they have to go through this, and I don't want them to feel crazy, and so um, I just want to get it out there. 
Well, hopefully the right people hear this then and you've at least helped one person who thinks they're going crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Because someone out there is dealing with a demon and they don't know it's a demon. And so um, I'm just wanting to get my story out to help somebody. Well, that's great. So I think we'll just end the interview here as again, thank you for coming on and telling your story. My first ever guest. Um, <clears throat> once this is all uploaded and everything, it should be out Monday. I'll send you the links and you can let me know what you think. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Emily. And um, hopefully you don't have any more troubles at night. <laughs> no, I haven't since. But I know what to do if I, if I do. <laughs> That's great. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. All right. So that was Emily's story. Pretty strange, huh? Those voices that she could hear seemed to be able to interact with her environment, knowing that she can see and hear them, and almost to the point of teasing her at some point. But anyway, if you enjoyed the show, please give it a thumbs up and a like and share it. And if you're feeling generous, you can also subscribe. As I said at the start, we are on Spotify, Amazon and Apple Podcasts. So until next time, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>